Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a while, topping the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Yanos, presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who takes pride in his yard, and more importantly, his property line. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you, buddy? I'm doing terrific. I am always trying to decipher where you're going with the with the introductory phrase, and uh, I'm I'm eager to see where this goes, Jordan. So you are a man who takes pride in in his property, correct? I'm a I, I am an estate owner. I own real estate, so um, you know I'd have early voting rights if I was a colonial American because I'm a landowner. How's the How's the yard looking this spring? It's okay. Um, last year with the Rona, I, uh, I, I thought it, Oh, I'll tend it my, but I'll do the spraying and weed control myself. Uh, I got to one application and then I was kind of like, meh, I don't care this year. I paid a service to come do it. So it's looking a little weedy from last year, but, um, I have tulips coming up those look nice makes sense a natural fit yes uh and there's some but there's some weeds in the yard so but it's you know it's coming spring it's beautiful i think the question that i have and and i i view you as a more more advanced adult somebody who's been adulting for far longer than i have how often do you mow your grass like once a week once a week are you serious yeah some people mow it twice a week around here I have no words. Sometimes I'll go a week and a half, but usually it's like Saturday, mowed long. Really? How do, yeah. how do you even know where to cut if you are if what you're cutting is so short that that you can't even see the lines? Have you not experienced grass growing? It grows fast. Does it though? Do you have a yes? Do you have a yard now or what? I, I've I've always had a yard, and I can I can honestly say that. If I mow the grass more than once in a month, it's been a good month. Uh, once a month? Seriously, once a month? Yeah. Like, grass does not grow that fast. I'm not trying to impress any of my neighbors. Like, I, I just don't see what's going. What's So when you trim it then, or when you cut it, is there, like, uh, hay? No. That you have to rake up? Like it's, just, it's... it's just regular grass. It's just ever <laughs> so slightly longer. I, I, mine must get more water or something like, like that, because it needs, it needs attention. It needs a lot of mowing. Now that I'm a home homeowner, I think I'm going to try like, yeah. uh, every, every other week. I feel like that's fair. And and that's yeah. out of reference, out, out of reverence to the people across the street, uh, Jill and buddy, the dog. So, so tip of the cap to them. Uh, have you kept the turkeys at bay so far this year? They're a little less aggressive this year, but I do see them and I curse at them when I do Obviously. because they scratch up my wood chips. Yeah. So I uh, cut my grass for the first time yesterday. Saw a possum this morning. I was Ooh. I was unaware of what it was. I saw movement and I, it was before I had my contacts in. So I'm like, wait, what, what was that? I assumed it was. Did I tell you we have a fox that lives in our, our neighbor, 
or our surrounding yeah. area. Um, so I assumed that it was the fox, but she's like, no, it's a possum. I'm like, ugh, not not a huge fan of possums. Um, they eat a lot of bugs. That's nice. Oh, that's good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow night, we're obviously recording this Monday night. Tomorrow night is the opening night for the South Bend Cubs here in minor oh, leagues across the country. I'm very excited for, for its return. I have opening night yes. tickets. Do you have opening night tickets for the Whitecaps? I do not, but I am ex- excited for its return. Uh, Dan Hasty, who has been who's the voice of the Whitecaps, uh, took some live batting practice footage and broadcast it on Twitter or whatever. And I had to just take a moment to appreciate it and see the guys whacking the old ball with the old bat. It just sounded so delightful. They open on the road, so that's a little yeah. bit of a bummer. But um, I'm going to be able to take in some white caps for sure. Do you, what? What is Big Gretch letting in? What? Uh, how many people are, are going to be in there? I honestly do not know. I'm imagining 20% capacity or something like that. I can't imagine it'd still be too awfully difficult to get tickets. No, no, especially not in the early months. You get into July, and it can be hard to get Whitecaps tickets. But I think with a combination of the pandemic and the early season, we get some cool weather. Yeah, it'll it'll be there'll be tickets available. So, Eric, a lot of people are saying that the Tiger season has devolved into a, a bit of a poo show. Would you agree with that? He poo. Yes, I would agree with that. So we have won how many games? We've won eight games. Yes, all year. So outside of the series sweep in Houston, we've won five other games. It's not great. That seems bad to me. So we've played. We've won eight of twenty-nine games. So that puts firmly in poo show territory. Yes, I I, I did some cross multiplication and used my eighth grade math skills. So this puts us on pace to be 47 and 150. So we're going to have to really turn it on to get to, to get to having a nice season. Yeah, I mean, I think a nice, yes, that's a nice season would require a lot of work. Um, so this is exactly the pace of the 2019 Tigers, they finished 47 and 114. We didn't even play the last game because who cares? But we can assume they would have lost that game. So we are right there. Now, the 2020 Tigers in the COVID shortened season were on pace for 64 and 98, significantly better than their current pace or the 19 Tigers. But they also started extremely I mean, for our standards, extremely hot. That's right. Yes. Yep. But they had a um, a healthy crone to start, and they had good Willie. They had good Candelario, um, and they had good scope. So we have none of those things right now. But we also they also had bad boy. Romine. Bad boy. They did have bad boy. Our pitching this year, I think, is better than last year but we cannot score any runs we've been shut out five times yes all right so let's get to some of the the contact info um and then we'll we'll jump right into it on twitter i am at hosted by j hall eric is at eric wayne's brain and the show is at podcast dianos and if you are looking for a bite to eat before or after the game moots go to moots pizzeria in downtown detroit it is located on Library Street in the mm-hmm. heart of Detroit. Is one of the Motor City's hottest restaurants and the only authentic New York pizzeria in the city. I love the belt gnocchi because I love gnocchi. Uh, it's got pecorino romano, ricotta, and palomino sauce. Uh, get yourself pasta, one of their subs, or something to share like a Mediterranean pizza, Mediterranean pizza with your friends. Check out MootsPizzeria.com to view the entire menu. And remember, they validate your parking for two hours when you park in the Z-Lot. And be sure to tell them that we sent you. All right. So, yes, Tigers have been very you bad. You say ricotta with a lot of flair. Yes. I would I would just go like ricotta. I don't necessarily know a lot ricotta. of of a lot of, you know, fancy food words. But Do you I kind have, of pinch your fingers together when you say ricotta? Of course I yeah. do. I think that I think the you're gesture's obligated important. to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Naturally. All right. So continue. Rail rail on the Tigers some more. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. They're bad. The Tigers are bad. We can't hit. We've been shot out. 
our batting averages are bad. Now, batting average isn't everything. Robbie Grossman is more valuable than his batting average, which is a buck 96 because he gets on base a lot. But outside of Jamer Candelario, our hottest hitter is hitting 218 for the year. I mean, we we just we just can't hit. Now, to be fair, the league average is down overall. Strikeouts are up. Um, the league average right now is 234. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's definitely down, but we are bringing the – I think that's partially due to how bad we've been. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. We're dragging the the league down with us. All right, so here's here is some stats. Like you said, we've been shut out five times, four in the last – week extended 17 games yeah uh, and we haven't scored more than two we or excuse me we we've scored more than two runs once since april 17th um it's, it's honestly this is a bad stretch it's hard to like even comprehend how bad uh in the last seven days we've struck out 74 times to 12 walks um, and obviously we, we tie tied for the lead league and league lead in strikeouts and have the fifth fewest walks in baseball over the course of the season. I don't feel like any of that should be a surprise to you. So I guess, so as I was marinating on this t- today, clearly this can't continue. What, Ugh. I mean, what do we do? What could possibly change? Like there has to, something has to give at some point, right? I, I, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, the 2019 Tigers were just this bad and we had Nick Casti, we had good Nick Castiano for, Nick Castellanos for a while. I should be able to say that since we called our podcast that. Now we traded him at the end, but um, and after we traded him, we were a train wreck. But uh, no, there's nothing. There's no reinforcements coming. You know, um, Victor Mar, young Victor Martinez is not walking through that door. Gary Sheffield isn't coming to our aid. Come on, we there's nobody waiting around the corner to help us. So a couple counterpoints, uh, 256 batting average on balls in play, which is the lowest in baseball. I do think that's because we don't hit the ball hard. I, there is certainly a line of thinking there, but typically Did you look up like exit velocity. I haven't done any of that work. I have it's the whole, here we go. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. It's, it's not good. Um, you got Isak Paredes down there. Obviously, he will he will come up at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, you know who I'm kind of fascinated by? Derek and I, Hill. I, no. <laughs> no. No. Never, never Derek Hill. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by Zach Short because I've not only listened to his podcast a little bit or just one episode, and it's kind of fun. But um, he can he can take a walk. He can walk for you. He's a little, he's a little mini Grossman. I was going to get, I was going to put together a game of like higher, lower. Who do you think has more walks on the year? And his walk total is for a guy who's played as little as he has mm-hmm. compared to some of the guys who have played as much as they have, i.e. Willie Castro. It's staggering. And it's not even that impressive of a walk rate. It's just <laughs> relative to all the other guys who are like, nah. Well, even if we can make some contact and take the, I, I don't know. We need something to stop striking out so much. I, we're all fascinated by Akil Badu, right? Cause he's still, even with his regression, um, still, uh, leading the team in many ways, but he's, stri- he's striking out a ton scope strikes out a ton. Uh, Jacoby obviously is, you know, striking out a ton. Willie Castro is striking out a ton. Goodrum is striking out a ton. None of these guys are putting bad on ball. Yeah, that's that's the hard part to take. Especially like baseball is strike, walk, home run at this point. But we do yeah. it to such yeah. an extent. Like it, it's so demoralizing yeah. to see even on the incredibly rare occasion that we do get guys on base, how often we're striking out and not even moving them up or not cashing guys in. I do think that you got guys like Scope, even Willie Castro. Some of these guys are due some positive regression. Like they're simply yeah, better yeah. than what they are playing. Now, think. Look, I'm listening to people who I trust, you know, listening to Dan Dickerson and 
and people who analyze these games every day, they're looking at a guy like Willie Castro, and it's just he looks like a completely different guy than last year. He looks baffled. He uh, just the mechanics of what he's trying to do are off. Um, yeah, you do do some positive regression, but when the fundamental when the fundamentals are lacking, when you're not even getting yourself in a good position to succeed, it's not good. And at some point it has to be a little bit of a reflection on coaching. I don't know. I mean, he a was, little bit. I, I mean, I, I think a bare minimum should be getting your guys to turn in competitive at bats, which they are almost across the board right now are not doing, but right. I mean, he didn't exactly give him a loaded lineup to turn into something like there. You know, we said, we said scope could be a little bit better. Willie Castro could be a little bit better, but beyond that, like who do you really think is be better, better than what they're doing right now? Like it's just not Victor a- Reyes, Victor Reyes. I'm looking at the numbers. This is the first time I've ever seen this on baseball reference. I always use baseball reference because I know how to navigate it. I never use fan graphs. Anyway, I'm looking at baseball reference and there's the stat, you know, OPS plus, which is normalized to a hundred. So a hundred is kind of average. If you're have an OPS of over a hundred, that's a really strong sign that you're, you're hitting good. And it goes down from hundred. And so Wilson Ramos is one Oh six Candelario's one Oh six. You get on Robbie Grossman's like 89 uh, Cabrera is not doing so good. His OPS plus is 27. Victor Reyes has an OPS plus of negative one. I've never seen a negative number for this statistic. I didn't know it could even do that. He's worth less than nothing. Like it's, it's so bad. He's batting a buck 18. He's got one walk in 17 strikeouts. Uh, Victor Reyes has some capacity to hit. Now we haven't seen it in a while, but Victor Reyes is a mess. A mess. And this is the kind of performance and behavior that's driving us to the very bottom because Victor Reyes is going to get at bats. Jacoby Jones, who's batting a cool buck 40 is going to get at bats. Like, you need these guys to do something for you. So you brought it up. Do you place any of this on the coaching? I feel like by and large on the internet, they've gotten a fairly free ride on this one based on it only being, you know, 30 games into their first season. Yeah. And I, you're giving them some, some width there. Uh, Al Avila is just getting destroyed in the media and in the socials. We're getting close to the point where they can't keep doing nothing in that regard. Like, you know what I mean? Like fan yeah. fan reaction is so visceral right now. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine what the, the, the person running the social media accounts are, are dealing with daily. Like it, it has to be <laughs> extremely did you, ugly. Did you see my little um, interaction in my, uh, what do they call it? Blind tweet or whatever. Um, so I put uh, the Tigers tweeted out something about, losing or in I said oh it's just the facts and I said well look forward to the next uh hit tweet such as the game is now over and they put that on Twitter the game is now over because what else do you say you know you don't have highlights right now the the DVD of the uh of the highlights of the end of the year the commemorative video is going to be three Akil Badu moments and us. I mean, they're just going to have some of our Zoom videos. It's going to be a minute and a half video of the 2021 Tigers highlights at this stage. It's sad. It's sad. It's almost to the point where it's it's so bad, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I like, definitely agree with that. You kind of tune in and you're... I, I'm a Tigers fan. I enjoy the Tigers. I want them to succeed. But if they're going to lose pretty consistently... I just want to see them pounded. Like, let's, let's make this a thing. Like I get, I get some humor out of that. Yeah. I completely agree. I kind of feel like as a fan base, we need to start approaching each week with like the assumption that it's probably going to be somewhere between like really bad and comically, comically awful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
we need to shift our focus from the sheer breadth of things that are like short-term wrong, like Harold yeah. Castro and all Victor Reyes, all these guys who are probably short-term fixes, you know, being terrible and just jump right to the things that either like affect long-term team health or, you know, provide us with some sort of uh, joy in the meantime, like, you know, yes. creating content for the social media team. Right. I, I, I can find joy in anything uh, with the tigers. I mean, but there are some people who are weeping and gnashing of teeth out there. They're not, they are unhappy. You think we should just blame COVID? No, no, no. All the other teams that had to deal with COVID. That's true. They're not stinky. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them are just not, not quite to our level. Oh, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're approaching epic levels of bad. Yeah. I mean, we're not far off all-time bad pace. So the t- uh, 2003 Tigers finished 43-119. and 119. Uh, And they are the worst team of all time without an excuse, which is not a financial trouble or not an expansion. They are the, the, the brown standard of garbage. And we are four games off that pace right now we're looking at a monumental bad season and i will say this um imagine what a couple of guys gets uh, important guys gets dinged the pitching has been good the pitching could regress yeah hmm. we're, at we're some about point, to get to that at some point your ania is going to be worse Imagine a guy like Mize or Turnbull or Bo- imagine Boyd gets hurt or traded, or, which is a very likely possibility. Very, yeah, very likely possibility. Imagine a guy like Jamer Candelario gets dinged or cools off. Yeah, there's chances for um, positive regression, but there's chances of uh, somebody gets dinged or hurt. We, we're not real deep. Yeah, I feel like we should stop paying attention to the division standings and just compare it to the team that were the 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 119 loss season. Yep. Yep. We like, it's like golf. We're playing the course. Yeah. We're definitely. playing history. So on a slightly brighter front, Eric, I yes, think please. in the me in in the intermediate, I think you may owe an apology to one Mr. Jose Arena. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be terrible. So I I watched one of his spring training outings and I looked at his stats of the Marlins were just kind of mediocre in the last couple of years. And I thought this guy's going to be trash. We got him for a song. It's going to be a, he was a on sale free agent. And I thought this is not going to go good, but he's been good Four starts of seven innings or more and two earned runs or less. So four straight quality starts. He starts naturally. He's only picked up one win in the meantime. Uh, naturally, so he, he has one of the eight. Uh, mm-hmm. There are some some warning signs. The strikeout okay. uh, per nine and the and the walk per nine numbers aren't great. Um, but that that sinker, he's throwing it really really well right now. Okay. Yeah, you yeah you break that down probably a little more than I do. So. Uh, sinker's looking good. Sinker's looking really good. Uh, so here are some yeah. of the, some of the breakdowns. Enough <laughs> fastball control from him. Sorry. <laughs> enough, just enough. Enough. He he's walking a lot of guys, which as as many people know tends to come back and get you. But as of right now, yeah. it's not. So right now, he has the lowest launch angle uh, of his career, which obviously yields the highest ground ball rate of his career. Okay. But do you think that's sustainable at twenty nine? Like what? I mean, what is he doing different than he didn't do before? So right now he's missing barrels in at, uh, at the lowest rate of his career, but he has the hmm. highest swing rate uh, or highest rate of swing percentage on pitches inside the zone. Essentially, he's giving, uh, he's allowing a lot of contact. Just most of it is really weak right now. So is this like a pitcher's version of Babip a little bit? Mm, Are you maybe. suggesting that he's getting a little bit lucky by? I don't necessarily um, think he's getting inducing lucky. weak. Con- he's inducing weak contact. He is, he is definitely inducing weak contact. I think he's throwing the ball really well right now. Mm-hmm. I just very much question his ability to con- continue to throw the ball really well, considering he's doing everything that he needs to do to be successful, basically at the highest rates that he's ever done it in his career. Like he's, right. He's right. never induced this many ground balls. And if he's not getting this many ground balls, I don't think there's any chance of him being like, good successful as opposed to just a 
middle of the road, which to be fair is completely fine by our standards. Even right. even that I think might be a bit of a stretch once he inevitably starts cooling off just a little bit. Yeah, it, like you said, it's inevitable. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything in his profile to suggest that he's doing anything like significantly different in terms of sequencing or pitch usage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's a Chris Fetter effect. I think that's probably what we what we all can assume. So now on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have a we have Tarek Skubal, and the question was brought to Hinch like can you keep doing this with this guy? He's getting roughed up quite a bit. And Hinch was basically like, yeah, he's going to be a big leaguer. His stuff is plenty good. He's going to have to learn on the job a little bit. Um, so Scoobles had no wins, four losses. He's rocking a 614 ERA, um, 14 walks to only 18 strikeouts. What do you make of him? Is he is he on the opposite end of Urania where he could, he's due for a little bit of positive regression? I don't see. Yeah. I mean, he for sure is like the stuff is, isn't playing as well as the quality of stuff that he's. Bringing. Have you been hearing about the spin rate with him? I have been. It, it's hard to, it's hard to keep it all straight, but I mean, it certainly, it sounds like with him, it varies wildly for even from inning okay. to inning, which I don't know exactly what that says. It, it It's worrisome. I think, but the thing is, like, I, I feel like I've, I've said this a couple times, especially last year, in needing to treat the regular season games like kind of a spring training atmosphere. Like, we know exactly what is going to come of this year. It's going to be really, really bad. There is no no reason not to essentially script every single uh, appearance for a guy like Scooble and, and even Mize. Mm-hmm. Put him sure. into the situations that you want him to see. Um if there's a if there's a team with a lot of righties, maybe skip a, a, a pass through the rotation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that he needs like his ego boosted, but clearly he he has some some stuff to iron out, and this is kind of a perfect season to let him do it. Both him, both right. him and Casey. I I, I don't know. I I completely agree yeah, with Hinch to keep point. to keep running him out there. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is he going to learn a lot more in AAA? I don't think Probably so. Not. No, I mean, not. he's not going to have to refine the stuff to get triple A hitters out. I mean, that's, he's mm-hmm. already proven everything he needs to in, in the minor leagues. There's no point in saying, Hey, go down there and, and do this all over again. We, we know he can do it. Right. It's just making the jump. So Boyd has been good. Urania has been good. Uh, Turnbull's been middle of the road. Mize and Scooble are taking their lumps. So, but by and large, the pitch, the starting pitching has been relatively good. Um, then you have Gregory Soto, who has been pretty good. Um, aside from that, nobody's been nobody's been even. Well, Fulmer's been good, but besides that, nobody's good. I think Alex Lane, Lang has been pretty good, but I obviously I, I would Lang's say that. been all right. Yeah, I mean, he got but, he got blown up in, in one outing. Like other yeah. than that, Lang, Lang's been, been good. Lang's been good. I would give you that. The rest of it is just a a big pile of poo. Like a Cicero real is not good. Flaming pile of poo. What happened to Buck Farmer? What happened to Buck Farmer? I I don't I haven't been paying enough attention to break down his thing, but he's a he's a fright out there. There's a this isn't exactly analysis, but there just kind of comes a time on on a lot of relievers that they just pass their expiration dates. You know what I mean? Like it, okay, uh, I feel like and this is just off the top of my head. I don't have, I don't have examples to back this up, but there are a lot of guys that just kind of go from being halfway decent to just can't get anybody out and are never seen from again. I kind of feel like yeah. that's, we're approaching Buck that Farmer territory. Is 30. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he came up young. I mean, he put a lot of miles on the arm as a starter. He hasn't always been a reliever. Yeah. So you think at 30, a guy like Buck Farmer is, is done. I, almost done. I don't necessarily think all people in his situation are, but I, think right. he might be what do you make of daniel norris i think what we see in daniel norris is what daniel norris is you know what i mean daniel Just, norris is a guy with immense talent that will probably always flatter to deceive you know I, yeah i i don't see it changing at this point i don't know what would make it change He's 28 years old. It's not like one day it's going to just click. Yeah. And oh yeah, all this stuff has polish now. No, like you see you see some polish at 24, 25. It's 28. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Mean, that's he, the that's the pitching rep. He, he is what he is. Um, yep. I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. He's he's cool. I I really like him. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like even coming into this year, we had designs on him being kind of a, a weapon out of the bullpen, and it just kind of <sighs> is what it is there. And at this point, who cares if he's a weapon out of the bullpen? It's not like that matters one way or the other. If we win fifty two games instead of forty nine. Because Daniel it's, it's not good. looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, silver lining this week, uh, we did get our minor league assignments. Uh, yeah. Anything catch your eye? Uh, Riley Green going right to Double A. I, I that's mean, that's kind of fun. Go. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I don't. I don't think he'll be there that long. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll. I think he'll come up to Toledo pretty quick. Um, Torkelson in Grand Rapids here. I think that's exciting. Um. I don't know. I, nothing really stood out to me as too goofy. I mean, uh, Al Avila hinted at a couple of the assignments already. I don't know. It made sense to me. Yeah. I think you guys down there in at West Michigan are going to have a really fun team to watch this mm-hmm. year. You got yep. a lot of guys who, I mean, it, it looks like they're repeating the the league, but it's just because things have moved from, from this, low way right. to high. A. So you got yep. like Lipsius, uh, uh, Kenley, Ray Rivera. Not that that's, uh, much of anything, but Bryant Packard, Ray Rivera, is still with the organization. He is still with the organization. He's still in in Grand Rapids. And then you have a lot wow. of the guys that we drafted last year: Torkelson, Dingler, Danny Cabrera, Trey Cruz. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting Those team. Or exciting ones. What? Those are the more exciting guys. The na- guys you named last. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like. Um, so I'm, I'm for sure going to have to get up your way and and come yeah. see a game. Uh, I was. Real excited, assuming that they would come through my neck of the woods here in South Bend. False. They only play. Uh, right. They only play in the what would be East Division, and apparently we're in the West Division. Um, the other names that I like at at Erie Max Green, who's a favorite of of my boy Keenan. Uh, he's yeah. somebody that we talked to back when we were there for that yeah. that mm-hmm. live event many years ago. Um, I remember him being very, very stick thin. It sounds like he's, he's bulked up a little bit and yeah. is really bringing the heat like that. Um, and I think the thing that stuck out to me with the Toledo uh, roster is, yikes, Manning and I- Isaac are there. And other than that, yikes. There's there's nobody waiting around the corner to help us. It's your boy Derek Hill. Oh, Derek Hill. Stop Stop bringing him up because they just get ornery about Derek Hill. Derek Hill and the turkeys, the things that make you ornery. Yeah, yes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, right. let's move on to your power rankings. What else we got for the people? Okay, I got to tell you, Paul, I phoned it in last week. So as unexcited as I was about power rankings last week is how excited I am about power rankings. Wow, all right. Yeah, yeah. So we traveled to New York, and when we, we meaning the Tigers. Oh, I was going to say, man, you've you. been all over the place. Not, not you and I. All right. We so. don't. We're not budget. The Tigers traveled to Yankee Stadium. That for me, reminds me of the little uh, situation that we had with Miguel Cabrera and Austin Romine, and was it Gary Sanchez? Yeah, I think Sanchez so was there the was, one that was really cold clock, cold cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is in baseball this tradition of. Um, of uh, interactions with each other. So I have for you 
the top seven and bottom three words for this kind of thing. <laughs> are, you, are you tracking with me? I'm definitely tracking with you. Okay. I like so, that you haven't said any words describing it ahead of time yeah, so that they can I, all I don't fit wanna, into the power rankings. I don't want to taint it. Smart. It's impressive. It's important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so number seven, I have scrap. Ooh. A scrap is just makes it sound like there's some just a bunch of kids out there, you know, in the neighborhood in the 50s. You know, Bugs Meanie and Encyclopedia Brown, you know, had a little scrap with Sally. I have no idea who those people are, but I believe you. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a small group who will appreciate that, those references. Yeah, it's just you know, it's like uh, oh, oh, oh shoot, what's the, what's the movie uh, with? Oh come on, Sandlot. It's like Sandlot. You know, they have a kids have a scrap. Yeah, when you say scrap, I immediately think like actually down in the dirt. Yes, yes. Speaking of dirt which is very baseball. I have a dust up. Ooh, that's a good yes. one. They had a little dust up. That just seems so classic. Yeah. Baseball. I feel like that's used a lot in like uh British press too. Like if uh, oh, like yes. a, a manager and a player getting a dust up. They had so a little that, dust up. Yeah, so that in, like you like you say that instantly adds some class to it. Yeah, it's um it, it, it's 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 intense but innocent. Yeah. I feel like. Okay. Uh, stepping it up at number five, we have a fracas. They got into a fracas. It just seems, sounds impressive. Yeah. And fun. And fun. I feel yes. like a fracas brings silliness to my mind. Like, does it? Yeah. Like, okay. did they throw water balloons at each other? Eh, it was a fracas. Yeah. Uh, number four, we have a very classic, a rhubarb. They got into a rhubarb. I've never heard that before. Yeah, this was a red barber. You know the classic announcer, red barber. He announced for the Brooklyn. Yeah, it was back in the day. He'd always say, yeah, they got into a rhubarb. That seems very folksy and very quaint, the rhubarb. I would agree with that. Agricultural reference. Okay, moving up to number three. Now we're getting into the upper tier Mm -hmm. of of names number three we have a brouhaha now we're talking yes you know the um the bullpens emptied and rushed to the mound and now they have a brouhaha going how do you spell brouhaha b-r-o-u-h-a-h-a i looked it up all right yeah brouhaha it's much more straightforward than maybe i was imagining yeah but it's not brew like a like a malted beverage it's just brew b-r-o-u okay number two is a kerfuffle (laughs) a kerfuffle doesn't it sound like you know some kittens you know you know patting each other they're in a little kerfuffle (laughs) sounds so cute but uh yeah they're they're getting after each other in their kerfuffle it's not cute it's dangerous yeah you don't want to get kerfuffed that's for sure Number one, you got a guess? I really don't. I can't even think of any other fun ones. So the number one for me, with apologies to hockey, is going to be the Donnybrook. You're looking puzzled, but a Donnybrook is a is a, a good name, and it was named after a uh, an Irish fair, which was renowned for its rowdiness. And so fights, especially in hockey, but in baseball too, they got into a Donnybrook. I like that because of the backstory. I never would have known that if you hadn't hadn't explained that. But yeah, that's cool. It's a Donnybrook. Yeah, I think you hear it a lot more in hockey, but I think it's kind of fun. Definitely. All right. The worst three. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, Number third from the worst, we have a melee, which kind of reminds me of like video games. And it seems very like, swords and technical uh, this technical melee yeah it's not very baseball I see where you're coming from there but it's not bad melee it's it's not the worst number two is a fight because fights to me is something that like develops and baseball fights don't usually have a chance to become a real fight it's more of a, a dust up. Yeah. Unless Amir Garrett's involved. And then it typically descends into being an out and out fight. Or Ruined Runed Odor. Remember who <laughs> yeah. did he punch? Uh, that was 
Batista, yeah. that, was that was a that was a fight. Fire. Definitely. That was a fight. But rarely does it get to that. And also it's not, it's not very descriptive. Like it's very it's kind of the basic B of of dis- yeah. of words that we're using here descriptors. Like you can be more more inventive than the word fight. Speaking of not very descriptive, we have number 1. Do you want to guess? Brawl? Good guess, but no. Number 1 is physical altercation. <laughs> Who's going with physical alteration? It sounds very legally, like yeah. you said, it's not very specific, and it's not fun. It's not. It's, it's not fun. It's the PC option. It's the PC option. Physical alteration is like, for instance, in, in our imagination, what maybe two broadcasters would have over a chair. Okay, it's not a good on-field baseball thing. The physical alteration. Alter, alter altercation. This the physical altercation is what would appear in a in a in a press release or an apology note, and it's it's just a bad choice. Have some more fun with your fights. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. That was a good one. That was the power rankings. I never knew I needed, but I'm I feel far more up to date on things. And yes, that was that was much better than last week. Last week was fine. But no, this... it wasn't. No, last week was trash. I don't if I, you, I can't if even remember to, the topic. That's how bad it was. If you're listening to this podcast and you can go back and listen to, to last week's, don't. Don't do it. It was embarrassing. Download it, but just don't listen. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. So let's get to things I saw on the side of the road while we're Yes. So you were a man who appreciates landscaping. This one's for you. So I was, I was running in our neighborhood today. Um, in our area, we have a lot of, I'm assuming this is probably everywhere, but I've never lived anywhere with sidewalks other than what I, where I'm at right now. So I have no kind of frame okay. of reference. So you have the yard, the sidewalk, a little patch of grass, and then the road. Is that kind of standard? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the sidewalk doesn't go right up to the road. So anyway, right. on either side of the sidewalk, um, you have like, it's a, it's a very aggressive, almost like half moon shaped edging, leaving a okay. lot of dirt exposed. And sure. like it digs into the side of the grass a lot on either side. Like it's clearly what whoever did this wanted. It's not the kind of thing that would happen naturally, but it's right. really weird. And it feels like they went a little bit too far in. Are you, are you familiar with that? Like, am I just making I'm imagining up? it. It, it, just have, it has like the metal edging and like, this is like a planting area where you'd put some bulbs or something. Oh no. It's, it's just, no, the, just what they just went dirt. into the grass. It's, it's got like a, here, I'm trying to do it in front, like a whoop, like along the, the sound effect helps. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just looked like they got a little, little hot and heavy with the, the spade and just with the edger. In, yeah. Went in too yeah. much. Okay. Um, anyway, so I figured, you saw this. Yeah. I figured you of all people would, would know, should I be doing that to my yard? I, I don't know. You, you do need to take a little pride in your yard. I mean, you got to keep up with the Joneses. We don't live in an anarchy. Keep up with You should try mowing a little anybody. more often. Yeah, we'll see. Also, uh, I sometimes will run along the river, and I saw when I was running along the river um, today, I saw the Notre Dame row team down on the river. The crew. Yeah, and, and I love the boat that goes next to them and yells, row, row, row. Yeah. I'd always thought I always thought I'd be pretty good at that. I could say the coxswain. Sure, is that what it's called? Yeah, the coxswain. It looks like coxswain, but I think the the little guy who sits with a little uh, microphone and yeah. yells, the coxswain. I wonder what kind of education you have to have to that have that position. I could probably do that. Um, it's it's kind of fascinating. You could look up YouTube videos of like what they say and how they you know it's um, half like third base coach half uh the guy in the corner of a boxing ring and half cheerleader we're to three three halves there but you, you know what i mean it's an interesting job so did you did you observe that what did you what did you take away from i the crew? observed it for a little bit but they were rowing much faster than i was running so the right. experience didn't last um quite as long as i would have liked but I don't know. I it is interesting you say that he's saying things other than just row because I assume that that's all you said was row because that's what he's telling them to do. Um, do you find the sight of the 
skulls, I think they're called, the boats. Uh, do you find the sight of them, you know, just gliding ac- across the water? Do you find that kind of impressive? Definitely. I, I find it very, like, yeah. like satisfying. I think it's, it's very, yes. very cool yes. to watch, definitely. Yes. I would mm-hmm. enjoy seeing them more often if they could time their rowing to my running. That would be be very helpful. Right. Uh, what is this crew? I think they're called uh, crew people, rowers. rowers. Uh, those guys can get swole. And ladies too, like the thighs on those people are just like tree trunks from all the rowing they do. So, I mean, this just, this just shows my ignorance. It's a, it's a full body exercise. I always assumed it was like upper half. I didn't know that you you put your lower into it. I I think the like seats slide. So you like slide your seat forward and then your legs push back. I kind of, I'm demonstrating in the camera via zoom here. You push back. I kind of saw that. I just assumed it was like my viewpoint based on running and them being on the water, like playing tricks on me or whatever. That's, that's really interesting. I'm sure as I live here longer, I'll probably see it more come to appreciate it. Maybe go to a meet or whatever you would call a race, a regatta. Ooh, even, I don't know. I'm going to call it a regatta from here on out. So it's a regatta. regatta. Exactly. All right. Yeah, Twitter questions. To, uh, Twitter questions. Here we go. I am refreshing. Fill it with some small talk. Well, I find a lot thing. closer to being on it than maybe last week. Yeah, here I am already. Whew. Okay. Mr. Brightside, Slaw 88 asks, where does Chip Hale fall in your ranking of famous chips? I put him just ahead of salt and vinegar and behind Ponch and Endale. <laughs> Thank you. As in okay. Chip and, and Dale. Chip and Dale. That's, uh, that's very funny. <laughs> Chip uh Chip Carey? Isn't that the baseball guy? Yeah. Speaking of chips, so I'm I'm a big chips guy. Did you know that you can't get better maids out of the state of Michigan? I live yeah, li- made, like I can throw a, Michigan, I yeah. can throw a baseball to the state of Indiana or to the state you of can't. Michigan and I can't get them in this town. It drives me bonkers because those are clearly you know, one a, as far as chips go. And I can't I get secret. it here. Yeah. I have a secret. I have never eaten a better made chip in my life. What? I haven't never had one. I think less of you now, unashamedly. How is that possible for, for 100% serious here? Yeah. I don't, the I the can't best chips recall. out there, barbecue, the barbecue better maids. I see them in the in the store, and they have like the rainbow old fashioned potato chips, and I'm kind of intrigued by those. Sometime I want to pick those up, where they use like different colored potatoes or whatever. I like the I think idea. I haven't tried be... those. I like the idea though, but yeah, I gotta pick those up. Yeah, and picked up the barbecue chips. They are the best out there. Eh, I'll, I I prefer salt and vinegar. Of course you would. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. All right, what else you got? I can't believe you just called me a weirdo twice twice uh pizza slayer j slot and again back to the back slots you're picking these no i'm not i'm reading them all this is this is like um the freshman football team everybody gets to play there are no cuts all right you show up and try out you're making the team on the podcast all right there's no filter <sighs> that's why they're all are a little bit questionable all right pizza slayer j slaw says do you ever wonder if the only thing missing from Casey Mize's repertoire is Jack Morris's 84 mustache? <laughs> Can't say I have, but maybe. I mean, would you want to stand in the box against that? It's a, it's a powerful stash. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from here. Sure. There's something about pitchers needing a little bit of a look, though. Yeah. And Casey, don't you think? Casey has a bit of a baby face. He's a little baby. He face he could Google too. Yeah, oh, definitely. They they both could stand a mustache. We should suggest it to him. Scoobles got that like Tom Holland Spider Man kind of vibe going on, don't you think? Yeah, I think he's trying to get on a magazine cover. He just needs to scare guys. He's pretty. <laughs> Mookie Blaylock at ZB Traits asks if there was a league-wide reset slash expansion fantasy draft and you could only protect five current Tigers players or prospects to build around going forward, who would those five players be, regardless of contract status or service time, et cetera? So I guess based just on 
age and talent, I guess. Is that what he's asking? I would say so. So I feel like Torkelson and Riley Green are probably no doubters. Yeah, and also I want Mize. I was going to say Manning. but And I mean, Manning and Candelario. So you That's take five. Candelario over, over Scoobs? Yep. Huh. Uh, yeah, well, I want the young pitchers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Candelario. <sighs> but the thing is, like, is my perspective so jaded because the rest of the team just stinks so bad? Yes. Like, Candelario is a man among boys on our lineup right now. But, yeah, forced perspective, they call that. So maybe just the young kids. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you. All right, Paul Caverly, Caverly, Paul Caverly, P. Caverly, asks. I'm sure y'all. Oh, uh, maybe he's Southern. Should I say it with a Southern accent? Absolutely. I'm sure y'all have talked this to death, but I don't care. Is it finally time for the Tigers to put the flagpole back into play in left center? And would you buy season ticket packages for this team if the $8 right field bleachers slash Coke slash hot dog deal was still on the table? That's actually a really good accent. I, I try my best. Your Southern man accent is much better than your Southern woman accent. I'm dude. <laughs> my Southern bell needs some work. Um, so, Paul, uh, I'm a big fan of the flagpole in play. I thought that was quaint. Yeah, I don't. I, it's kind of like the hill in center field at uh, what was it? The old old Minute Maid Park in in, in Houston. Yeah. Like baseball is weird and quirky and niche. I say I think it's less problematic than the hill. Well, but, yeah, but I want to see them all. No, yeah, okay. I'm not concerned about being problematic. Yeah, I think that would have been a fun a fun thing. Um, but I I think the field is fine being large. So I my skin crawls every time Lynn Henning gets on the field dimension rant, and I I want to fight, but then I have to take a deep breath because he's an old man. Yeah, can't hit an old man. Um, would you buy a season ticket package? Uh, I don't live close enough to really use it, but I don't know. If Eight I, bucks? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. If I did, I for sure would. Yeah. Uh, Mitch from Michigan asks, what's the longest thing you've ever waited in line for? I'm inspired s- by a by the rather, White Castle, I'm assuming. Is that what's going on? He said is inspired by a rather large line of people waiting to enter a famous breakfast establishment downtown. I don't oh, know what that's about. I'm not sure what that's. I saw that there was people waiting four hours for a White Castle. I can't remember where it was. But I've actually discussed, with, discussed this with people because... I feel like you see it all the time. People waiting for, you know, shoe drops or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. unless it's something that's really going to change my day or week, like I'm, pr- I'm probably not it for for like an experience, like ha- like getting to go somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, I'll wait at the airport. Um, but just for like shoes or a burger or something like that, I'm I'm not the type that's going to wait a long time for it. I'm trying to think what the longest I've ever waited in line for, like rides at at disney or something like that oh um we used to walk the bridge the mackinac bridge on labor day and they had this they have this busing system where you get on a bus we went one year when i was young and um president bush uh, i think this is the first president bush i was pretty young who decided to walk the bridge well while he was walking they stopped bus service so, and we were in line in the morning to get on the bus. And so they stopped the bus service and we had to wait in line for that bus for two, three hours. So dumb. I was going to say, that doesn't sound fun. And the payoff no. is not great. No. Well, that's kind of neat walking the bridge, but it's a long walk. I don't know. That was a chubby child. <laughs> it was taxing on me. Uh, Nick Batani asks what signing do you guys most want man you or newcastle to make this summer pick one for your team i don't know i don't know any good players oh uh zlatan that's who i want that was Isn't the... that, that ibrahimovic or whatever his name is yeah yeah he's an absolute legend 
He's so fun. I love to watch like his interviews and his little quips and stuff. I am Zoltan or whatever. He would be the king of of Newcastle. No doubt about that. Oh, um, it'd be fun. I want Jaden Sancho again. I wanted him last summer. Probably is not going to happen again, but that's my answer. Who's the best player in the world? Like this Mbappe guy or yeah, whatever? Definitely. Okay. We're probably um, not going to get him. Yeah, probably. You guys maybe, but us probably not. Oh, here's a guy who really you could talk to, and that's at Lawn Steak Ball. He could probably coach you up on, on lawn. Uh, what's the oddest baseball-related play slash event that you have witnessed live at a game? And then he cites some of – sorry, we're not giving you a plug. He cites some of the stuff that he did. You have a pretty good one. Yeah, I was at um, – I was at uh, – oh, geez, my mind is – Armando Galarraga. Thank you. I was at the Galarraga game um, and it was the most wonderful and painful event of my, of my life. Not to overdramatize it. No, not at all. But it was, it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Um, I, I grew up in, in Traverse city. It's a very long way from all professional sports essentially. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily get to that many games. Um, I went to a game that had like a three hour rain delay that we waded through. That's mm-hmm. not all that odd. Um, but honestly, that's probably the oddest answer. I had a good friend of mine, uh, run and slide on the tarp at a white caps game. That's fun to get to, to do it with crash. Uh, it's against the rules. Wow. He just ran out there like, uh, you know, he, he was clothed, but it was a little bit of a, you know, streaker vibes. What happened to him? I'm curious. They took him upstairs into some room and said, you know, try to scare him. And you know, this, this tarp cost, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and you, you know, you could go to jail and this is a big deal. Then they called his parents and his parents got him. His more parents were more pissed and you know, they're a little bit strict. So, um, we uh, we were scheduled the next weekend to go to an Aerosmith concert. And uh, part of his punishment was he was not allowed to go to the Aerosmith concert because he slid, slid on the tarp. It's dropping the hammer. And then I'm assuming you yeah. did it afterwards naked. I, I do almost everything naked. Of course. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but we have a few more. A lot of, a lot of questions. Okay. Um, Sango Meal at Slugwazy asks, is there a single player on the roster who has more than one year of service time and for whom any reasonable trade offer should not be considered slash immediately accepted? Basically, he's saying, is there anybody on the big league team you wouldn't trade away instantly? I, I feel like at this point, you got to have to, you got to have a decent offer for Boyd and Turnbull. I would say both of those. You yeah. would want something mm-hmm. something respectable coming back, but other yeah. than that, I mean Candelario, but no, yeah, no. we're 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 pretty we're pretty flexible, Slugwizzy. Yes. <laughs> right now, the whole thing is burning to the ground. If you want a bucket of ashes, help yourself. Lev Zoo at the Jackpot News asks: There are there are apparently five former Tigers playing in Japan now. Stephen Moya. Brandon Dixon, Jeffrey Marte. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. The Marte Parte. Uh, Leonis Martin and Gerbs, Mike Gerber. And we're forgetting Mart- one. Who? Trevor oh, Hagen. Come on, man. Does he play in Japan or Korea? You don't know, the, you don't know do you? <laughs> he plays over there. I, I catch myself saying in Asia a lot because I don't know if it's Taiwan or Korea or Japan. Yeah, DVH, one of the best pitchers in Asia right now. Oh, you still don't know. Martin has 10 home runs in 127 at-bats, leading the league. Are any of them an upgrade over who we have now? Possibly, I don't know. but why would they want to come? That's true. <laughs> I don't know what team they're on or how they're doing, but I guarantee they're doing better than the Tigers are doing right now. They're probably making more money. Yeah. I mean, Martin could, if we, if we got him, we maybe could trade him to Cleveland again for another Willie Castro. Yeah. That trade looked better when he started the league and or started the year batting third off a terror terrorizing year. And Anyway, I mean, it still was a trade of Leonis Martin, so I'm not too awfully concerned. Even, oh, yeah. It's, even if it's Willie does turn out to be. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Troya 
asks, can we set up a protest like at Old Tratford yesterday where we try to convince Chris Illich to sell the team to someone who cares? So this is obviously referring to the the fan protest at Man United yesterday. Um, not exactly the same situation, um, but I mean, I, I suppose we could. Um, Didn't the the Lions try something like this, where people gathered in the street and had a big protest? I don't. I, I don't feel like really in attention to the Lions. Oh, eight or whatever. They were so stinky. Um, but boycotts and protests and stuff, I, I feel like don't really work. In America. Definitely. And I don't know. I have a little bit of a hard time with it when it comes to to Chris Illich. Like he's not spending like that's kind of the the extent of his crimes. Like he's not spending and he's kind of lying to us about his intentions. There's nothing really more nefarious going on there. Right. I don't know. Whereas when it comes to what what the Glazers have done with with Man United, it's it's way beyond that um, and what they've done to what they've tried to do to the rest of, of European football. But I don't know. Like, I don't like Chris Illich. I would prefer he sells it, as you say, to someone who cares. Um, but I don't know that I can get as righteously angry as the people were on, on Sunday at Old Trafford mm-hmm. about Chris Illich. Would we be particularly better if he sold it to, like, um, I don't know, who's the quick in – Cleveland Cavaliers get yeah. Would we be particularly better that soon if he sold it to Dan Gilbert? Uh, I I don't know about soon, but I mean he would instantly. If if you're trying to buy a team right now, I would assume that you're interested in putting money in it to try and win, right? Maybe in in some instances, maybe you see um, a sliver of weakness with the pandemic, and you think the pandemic is going to go away. We're going to fill the seats again. Downtown's going to be hopping. So this could be a, uh, let's take a stab at the vulnerable underbelly and try to get a little bit of a discount and then hope it goes from a $1 billion valuation to a $3 billion valuation over the course of 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It could go either way. And then you just ride out the major league uh, benefits of you know, BAM tech and, you know, everything that the league has to offer. And you let the name of the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cubs uh, pull you through the water uh, and you just, you ski along. You could, if I had, a, if I had an extra billion, billion and a half dollars, I'd consider that strategy. Unfortunately, I do not. We'll um, see how much Moots pays next year. Yeah. Yeah, got to buy some pizzas, friends. Um, Jeremy Troya asks, what other team should I watch this year since it's quite obvious our beloved Tigers are clearly not interested in playing even mediocre baseball? I'm leaning Braves because of Acuna Jr. is one of the best players in the game. Yeah, but the Braves I have an answer to this, but I'll let you go first. They haven't been very good this year, have they? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I tend to just watch MLB Network a lot when the Tigers suck as opposed okay. to like focusing in on any specific team. I whenever I'm avail whenever they're available to watch, I like to watch the Angels. Hmm. Because they have Trout, who's the best player, probably the best baseball player to ever walk the face of the earth. And that's not an exaggeration. No. And they have uh, uh Otani, who's fun. And they have your boy Justin Upton. Upton and also Iggy. They got Jose Iglesias. So it's like some nostalgia and some pop and they're kind of fun. Remember when the Tigers were good enough that you were concerned about Justin Upton's slow start? Yeah. (laughs) It feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like an entirely different era where we're making jokes about Justin Upton. Uh, That's it. We we had quite a few Twitter questions. Thanks, friends. So nothing negative to say. Everybody's happy. Right. It's great. Yeah, they they did a good job. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gamelli pasta and that chocolate lava cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite 
Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's brain and the show is at podcastianos. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we get out of here? Um, we have some fight honorable mentions. Oh, here we go. Nice. We, we have hullabaloo. Ooh, how did that not make it in there? That's a heck of a term. Uh, you know, is it, it's a little bit, um, there's some like alternate meetings to hullabaloo. Oh, is there? I don't know. Anyway, that's how about a quarrel? <laughs> it's very old timesy. Uh, a hurly burly, which I had never heard before, so that didn't make the list. A ballyhoo, hmm. but that to me can seem kind of positive. Like yeah. he's much ballyhooed, so right. I was a little confused by that. Um, a tiff, a skirmish, is pretty good. This one should have maybe made the list, and that is a ruckus. They had a ruckus. Uh, there's a rowdy dow, a tussle, a slugfest, a flap, or fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Those are all. Those are all honorable. Also, before we get out of here, I do want to mention your your the sweater that you're currently wearing. Very rock easy, correct? Like you got what? the purple, the black, and the gray. You know, I um I know fashion, and what I wear is sets trends. So. All over Western Michigan. People, you know, male models now all over Western Michigan are going to woo the ladies with their blue and gray Henley thermals. It's a hot look. It is a hot look. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. You'll be the lead dance partner and I'll just follow. I'll be the woman. All right. Well, it'll be a, it'll be a cha-cha. So. A cha-cha? Who says cha-cha? Is it a cha-cha? <laughs> you, put the, you put the emphasis on the wrong cha. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.